This podcast is presented by the Florida Thoroughbred Breeders and Owners Association and the Florida Department of Agriculture. Hello, welcome today. I'm joined by Anit Pleasure with um, Amplify uh, Horse Racing and also La Terfecta podcast. Welcome today. Thank you so much for having me, Tammy. It's great to be in Ocala for my only my second time ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's wonderful that you're here because I know we've had a lot of conversation about careers, and that's part of the role that you play. And then also um, Spanish and French language market. I know that that you want to target and, and create a bigger tent to get everyone involved in the horse industry. So it's greatly appreciated what you do. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm I'm very fortunate. I get to live my dream with my uh, multiple jobs, I guess, every day, you know, Amplify being the main role, but um, La Trifecta and then some of the stuff that I do with Breeders Cup being uh, a secondary piece, but also a great passion of mine with the Spanish language production. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Amplify for those that don't know what that entails. Yeah. So Amplify Horse Racing is a 501c3 nonprofit that promotes education and careers in the thoroughbred industry to youth and young adults. So we really want to serve as step one for any youth out there that want to get involved in the thoroughbred industry. And so I kind of liken it when I'm explaining it to people to uh, the American Quarter Horse Youth Association, where they have this amazing structure in place to attract youth to the American Quarter Horse and all the disciplines that the Quarter Horse is good at. We really want to do that in the thoroughbred industry, but within this industry, it's not like a youth can just go out and buy a thoroughbred and start racing it. So careers is really our main selling point and all the educational opportunities that you can have around the U.S. and around the world uh, as related to the thoroughbred. Yeah, when you say youth, you're talking young people, young, yeah, not not someone like an eighth grade. You're talking youth as in first, second, third, first first graders even? So we, when I talk about our our age demographic, I would really say 25 and under. So as Amplify grows, I really aspire to create a continuum of engagement. So creating programming for kids as young as 12 and under and their families, making sure that we're involving the parents and then creating programming that leads all the way through to a young professional that's already working in the industry and maybe even uh, creating some continuing education opportunities for them. Yeah. And so when you look at that, I know part of that is your internship program. You want to talk a little bit about that launch? And I believe it's now in its third year and how successful that is. Yeah. So we actually, you know, a big part of Amplify from the beginning when the idea first came up was we wanted to create a formal structure um, to develop mentorships in the industry. So a lot of people who are already working in the thoroughbred industry, whether they grew up in it or whether they encountered it by chance, generally found some mentor at some point along the line who really helped uh, to develop them personally and professionally and introduce them to other people and open doors. And so we found that when we were asking existing industry professionals, you know, what is your advice for young people? They would say, well, send emails or reach out over the phone and people will get back to you and help to connect you with opportunities in the industry. But we really wanted to create something that was more solid and formal than that. That's a very uh, a very fluid thing mm-hmm. for yeah. to just tell a young person to just reach out to someone. So it's intimidating, too. Exactly. Exactly. And, you, you know, you don't know what you don't know. 
know, so you might not be asking the right questions to get the right answers. So we've developed a formal mentorship program where young people ages 15 through 25 is our suggested age range can apply and be accepted to be paired with a uh, an industry expert. So we have a wide variety of mentors that cover all different uh, professions and aspects of the thoroughbred industry. And then the two of them will work together over the course of three months to develop a, an educational and training plan and help that young person figure out what their next step needs to be to get further involved in the industry. Yeah, and I saw that from the other side, right? I, I mm -hmm. represented an industry expert, and I appreciate that. And I, I felt like I, I had to go through all those channels, too, to check, check the box that I was going to be a good industry expert, that I had the time, and that I had the know-how and could guide students in the way that, that you said mm -hmm. was a formalized approach. And so I've had three interns now, and each one were very different, and I appreciated each one. And, and one I haven't met yet, because she's mm -hmm. actually in the Midwest, and then the other two were Florida-based, and I was able at some point to connect. And so um, I do see it from that side of it. So talk a little bit of what you think, what you're doing with that, and then also your other programming um, can help, because we've got a Florida audience, how that would help our mm -hmm. Florida thoroughbred industry. Yeah, so you touched on a couple of great points, Tammy, and that, you know, we also, from our perspective with Amplify, try to prepare mentors as well for that process. So, you know, we reach out to people who might be good mentors or we encourage people to apply to become a mentor, but then we also supply some uh, what I call mentor training materials or, um, you know, materials to help prepare them for what that process looks like with sample questions and conversation topics and other resources about mentorship. And so it's been great that you've been able to do it um, multiple times now. And also it's a hybrid program. So I try to pair people based on proximity, you know, have mentors and mentees that can work together in the same state and have the potential to meet up. But we also do virtual mentorships as well, where uh, the pairs can meet, you know, whether it's over Zoom or Google Meets or FaceTime, you know, really whatever works best for them to make sure that there aren't any geographic barriers that limit a young person from getting further involved in the industry. There was another part to your question that I missed there. Um, I think it was just saying what that connection to Florida looks like, because one of the reasons yeah. you're in Ocala is to touch base with those um, that are doing education in the equine world here in Florida. So University of Florida yeah. with Dr. Tenbroke. And then we also have uh, Marie Davison over at College of Central Florida Equine Programs. In addition to the equine engagement um, folks over mm -hmm. in our Chamber of Commerce with Louisa Barton and some others. And so I know you're making those connections. So what do you see in Florida as far as educating people for a further career or what other things we might look at that we might want to do. Yeah. And so thank you for those connections because you've developed such an amazing uh, network of, you know, educational connections and programs and ties to the thoroughbred industry here in Florida. And so as Amplify grows, you know, a big part of our name, Amplify, is the fact that we want to promote existing initiatives in place. You know, we don't want to tell all the youth, come to Kentucky or you have to come to Kentucky to work in the thoroughbred industry. You can work in Florida. So if you're already going to school in Florida or you have any interest in Florida, we want to be able to tell youth about the educational initiatives that are going to be closest to them and educate them 
about the thoroughbred industry, whether it's the breeding or the sales or the racing aspect that is going to be closest to them to give them the best chance possible of being involved. So Yeah, where they can touch that specialization. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just had students from Johnson & Wales University in Rhode Island come down. They have an, a, a wonderful awesome. equine program up there, but they came to see what Ocala has to offer. And yeah. those students were, some were thoroughbred focused, but others were other equine focused. And they had, again, that opportunity to figure out what their career might look like in the future. And maybe yeah. it's in their home state, but maybe it's not. But I do know um, Florida, Kentucky, a number of places where there's so many horses that there's a lot of opportunity. Yeah, exactly. And Ocala is such a unique place in that, you know, after so many yearling sales, a lot of those yearlings come down here uh, for their early training, you know, the two-year-olds in training sales. And so this is such a unique market that is so vital to, you know, the broader thoroughbred industry around the U.S. And it has a unique set of careers here alone that a young person might never even think about being part of until they're able to come here and visit and be exposed to it. Or we can help to expose them to it in some way and help to connect them with, you know, Tammy Gant and all the other amazing uh, educational people around here. Thank you for that. Don't give me that credit, though. I think it's a team <laughs> effort. I think our, our practitioners here love um, um, trying to find ways to to be that mentor they can be and then also to be the educators for the next generation. So we have had farms step up and assist and those equine programs that you've met with. I know those educators are very open to not just doing equine programs, but looking at that extra that they do have to layer on top of their curriculum for actually um, the racing industry, you know, and it is different. We're talking sales and prepping and, and breeding broodmares and um, learning about th the thoroughbreds as a horse. And so I'm, I'm glad you were able to kind of make those connections. And so what do you see as the next steps in that, that field or that area? You know, I think so much of this year is going to be exploration for Amplify. So this is my first year serving officially as executive director. Congratulations, being, by the way. Thank <laughs> you. No, it's, it's really, really exciting. So I consider this a big research year and trying to figure out how how is going to be the best way to scale our programming. So developing industry partners state by state, such as the Florida Thoroughbred Breeders and Owners Association, because ultimately Amplify can't do it all. And so, you know, the more that we can develop connections that we can then connect those youth to, to have those internship opportunities or those mentorship opportunities or, you know, seeking out an educational program near them and then trying to figure out how do we fill in the gaps? Like where, where else do we need educational programming? So mm -hmm. uh, an initiative that we've found has been really successful uh, that we've piloted in New York is we've worked with the um, New York Racing Association and the New York Thoroughbred Horsemen's Association to do behind the scenes immersive career tours of Saratoga. So bringing in classrooms of students and educators to have a full day learning from speakers and doing a whole tour of the racetrack both on the backside or front side so that's an example of a program that I would really love to scale and apply to other aspects of the industry so we've done that a similar type of tour uh, in and around Lexington at various equine businesses and so I'd 
love to provide more of those types of touchpoint opportunities to invite youth into an industry business and have them hear directly from uh, the employees and the professionals that are running that business to help give those youth a better understanding of this whole sphere of opportunities that they could yeah. get involved with. I think that key is the word is touch points that you use. Yeah. And so I know we're about to wrap, but I didn't want to uh, wrap until we just take a moment or two to talk a little bit about La, La Trifecta. And a little bit about that, because I know um, the Florida Breeders um, really supports that program. And we've been able to do a little bit of marketing with you. We hope mm -hmm. to do some more in the future. Um, but tell us what that audience is and why, why you do that show. So that show is through America's Best Racing, and it started in 2020. Uh, America's Best Racing had uh, approached me and Darwin Vizcaya and Claudia Spadaro, my co-hosts, and said, hey, we've always wanted to do something to engage more with uh, our Spanish-speaking audience. Is there any chance you guys would be interested in creating some kind of show? And we're not the only Spanish horse racing show out there, but uh, I think the unique thing about our show is we're three friends that love horse racing and we love talking about racing. And uh, I Spanish is not my first language, it is my second language. And, and I'm very open and honest about that, that I speak a lot of Spanglish mm -hmm. on the show because even though I'm fluent, there's still I appreciate many words. that. Having come from Miami, I appreciate yeah. the Spanglish. I really yeah. do. And <laughs> it so, helps me get, you know, learn a little little bit more. And then exactly. also I think it, it attracts the audience that, that feels like, okay, I, I think I can follow this even if yes. I don't speak any of those languages very well. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's exactly what I'm hoping that, you know, that we're reaching is that people can feel like, oh, I can learn a little bit more Spanish or I can learn a little bit more English and that we're kind of bridging a gap in that sense that there's no shame in not having perfect English or not speaking perfect Spanish. You know, it's about celebrating the Spanish speaking community that we have in racing and, you know, just enjoying talking about racing as a sport. Yeah, and it broadens the tent. And I know that it also, I think, attracts to a younger audience, that style of conversation. And that's a very, um, you know, when I lived in Puerto Rico, that's that's a conversational style. People love talking among mm -hmm. their friends um, to an audience. And that really is appealing. So I think that you really have found a really great niche. And I hope that we as Florida can be involved more in the future. Um, but if not, no, we're, we're rooting from the sidelines for sure. And I really thank you for coming in to get today. I really appreciate the conversation and hopefully we can do it again real soon. Well, thank you so much, Tammy. Thank you for the connection to Florida because I wouldn't be here without you and, and your guidance and a lot of my meetings that I've been having. And also thank you to the Florida Thoroughbred Breeders and Owners Association for your support of, of all of these initiatives. Yeah, well, I, you're thanking us, but we really have to thank you because without you helping with the next generation of our sport, um, it would be challenging. So we really appreciate because um, every person that has that light bulb turn on to have an interest in our sport or to, to think about a career in our sport or even just to go out and touch a horse, be around a horse um, is meaningful to our whole industry. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. This podcast is presented by the Florida Thoroughbred Breeders and Owners Association and the Florida Department of Agriculture.